Support for When Dating Hurts comes from Sun and Swell. We all love snacks, but I just discovered Sun and Swell's organic, real ingredient snacks. These are the answer for health-conscious people looking for delicious, wholesome snack experiences. Elevate your snacking with great flavor, healthy products, and get this part. Sun and Swell has a real commitment to our planet. Here's how Sun and Swell has redefined snacking. Sun and Swell is the nation's first online grocery store that is offering plastic-free packaging. No one else is doing this. You could even send used packaging back using their compostable send-back program. It's the best of both worlds. It's delicious, 100% plant-based, vegan products, 100% gluten-free, 100% real food, without added preservatives, and every product comes in earth-friendly, compostable packaging. What's more, Sun & Swell is a woman-owned small business. It's also a B corporation, which underscores their social and environmental performance. If you're looking for a more planet-friendly pantry, shop Sun & Swell and get 20% off site-wide when you go to sunandswellfoods.com and use my code WHENDATINGHURTS, all one word, at checkout. That's 20% off your entire order when you use WHENDATINGHURTS at sunandswellfoods.com. My name is Sarah, and I'm a loyal listener of the When Dating Hurts podcast. Every single episode, I learn something new, and I'm amazed time and time again by the strength of each survivor. The When Dating Hurts podcast has so much great advice. It really highlights several of the early warning signs so that you can get out before it's too late. Even if you're a domestic abuse survivor like myself, it's still a good idea to keep yourself educated about the red flags of an abusive person. I have gladly recommended the When Dating Hurts podcast to all of my girlfriends. The When Dating Hurts podcast is rated one of the most popular relationships podcasts in the world. Why is that? It's our guests. Whether you're listening to subject matter experts or domestic violence survivors, you know you're hearing what you need to know. And that is the truth about dating and domestic violence. Why it happens, how it happens, when it happens, where it happens, and how victims become survivors. This podcast is a powerful way for you, your friends, and your family to stay informed and stay safe. Thank you for your support. In part two with Sebastian Soule, who is the host of both the Get Him, Keep Him podcast and the Get Over Him podcast, we pick up where we left off from part one. Because your day will come with that person. There's no doubt your day will come. If you see that person treat somebody, practically a stranger that way, as you say in a restaurant, the waiter brings the wrong plate, how that person handles it, that's a glimpse into what that person's all about and how they handle themselves and and your day will come. That's actually a really good sentence. I never formulated like this, but yeah, your day will come. That's 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 very true. Yeah. Like I've heard that from so many coaching clients. And another thing I would love to discuss, which I would also love, let's say, to hear your opinion on it. Sure. I've heard coaching clients, um, especially my clients at the Get Over Him uh, podcast, 
who specifically wanted to get over relationships. I mean, like I said, some of them had really happy relationships and it ended, but some of them was really abusive. And what I've also had to deal with with coaching clients, and in this case, I'm very German, which means I'm very direct and very straightforward to the point because as Germans, we don't sugarcoat anything. We're like politically incorrect and straight to the point. And I had women make excuses, for example, for why he hit her once, oh, why yes. he pushed her once. Yes, why well. he threw something at her once. And and again, the same is true in my opinion for men. The other way around, I would tell, if I would be talking to a man right now, I would, I mean, I am talking to a man right now, you at the interview, but let's say if I would focus this episode now for a man, I would also say, no matter if it's a woman hitting you or a man hitting you, if your partner gets physical, get out. Yes. I believe there is no excuse. And I know that also guys make up excuses for it of like, when the girlfriend, for example, hits them, oh, she's physically weaker than me. That doesn't matter. It's about the intent behind it. It's yes. about the emotional intent behind it. Like if, for example, I mean, my girlfriend is a lot physically weaker than me. She's smaller than me, doesn't have the muscles as me. But if she would hit me, I would be out of that door immediately. No excuse. And... If you are with a guy and he's hitting you, he's physically abusive in any way, any shape or form, I would be out of it. Yeah, I think that's great advice because once you get a look at it, there will be more of it and it'll happen more frequently and it'll happen in a bigger way. So that person that gives you a push today will give you a punch on a different day, will slap you on another day, throw something at you, might throw you down the steps. You know, I've had people on the podcast who've been, they've landed on the steps all the way down. Or one woman I just talked with who's in Australia, I spoke with her a couple of weeks ago and she was pushed off a front porch of a house. And Jesus. so okay. she went flying through the air backwards and landed on the, on the lawn and then hit her head on a sidewalk down below. And she was just very fortunate. She didn't have a broken back or a shattered skull. I mean, it's amazing. The one thing I didn't want to forget to tell you, another little snapshot into one of the conversations I had was a woman who was physically abused by this guy. I mean, he was famous for punching her in her thighs, you know, just punching, punching, punching. And she reached the point where for days it'd be so, so difficult just to get out of a chair and walk around. But he knew that to the world, they wouldn't see the, the marks. You know, she would always have on a pair of shorts or a dress or something, but he was, he would punch her in the arm and he would do all kinds. He's, he uh, strangulated her on a couple of occasions. And of course, the whole time you're listening to these folks, you're thinking, why are you still in that relationship? That's you just know, the if, question I wanted to ask you, why you think that's the case from your experience. Yes, as a coach. well, I'll yeah, circle yeah. back to that. But this woman had had enough of this guy and his physical, physical damage to her. And at some point, looking at her straight in the face, right in the eye, he said to her, look, I'll make you this promise going forward, okay? And she's thinking, finally, this guy is going to yeah, yeah. say, I will never hit you again. What he said, though, was words to the effect, I'll make you this promise from this point forward, I'll never hit you in the face. <laughs> that was the deal he wanted to strike with her. Uh -huh. oh, what a wonderful promise. What a loving man. That's amazing, isn't it? Jesus, yeah. So the question you were beginning to ask was, why do they go back? Why do they stay? You know, I think that that woman I spoke with 
a different woman who's in Australia. I spoke with just about a week ago, and she talked about that when she first met this guy and started to get to know him, he said things to the effect of, I'm trying to... I'm trying to make myself a better person. Oh, this is so, yeah. She liked that and she felt like it became her mission to hang in there until he could be that better person. She signed up for it so that no matter what came her way, that she would stick with it and try to get him to that place. And if she felt like he got to the point where he could be that person, then maybe she could release him. So, but they all have different reasons. Sometimes they'll stick around because their kids involved. Sometimes maybe they had a nice job and the guy has a job and then he talks her out of the job she's had and she has not worked for a period of time. Eventually, maybe he's taken away some of her, her credit cards. You know, so anyway, financial abuse, you know, financially got her into a corner she can't get out of. And so they stick around sometimes for that because, oh, and one person I thought was very interesting said things to the effect of, if it only stayed at the level it's at right now, I know I can handle it. Yeah, that's, and that's actually something where I believe it's, it comes from trauma bonding. Yes. Now so we, it's like circle back to if that. emotionally he only goes as far as he has, I've already proven to myself I can stay with it. I can, I can do it. I've proven I can do it. And then secondarily, from a physical standpoint, if it doesn't get worse than this, it may take me a few days before I can go out into the world again with enough makeup on my face or whatever they have to have because of what's happened to them. But if it only stays at this level, I think I can do it. And this is actually something that, that for me is always the most painful to see. That's like these these coaching clients who then also make excuses for why he's acting like that, which in my personal opinion, and I'm never saying that I have all the answers, it's just my personal opinion, my experience, is exactly that trauma energy that we talked about earlier, yes. where she learned that from, from some, someone in their childhood, dad, mom, or mom, dad together, that this is love and she just can't get out of it. And that's that again leads me to this, this saying that I shared with you earlier, like we can only accept and surrender a belief that's equal to our emotional state. And for her, the belief is that's all I deserve. It might not be consciously. She might not be consciously mm -hmm. aware of it, but subconsciously it's the belief, okay, that's all I deserve. That's the relationship I deserve. That's law for me. And that's also why I believe it's sometimes so painful to see when a woman stays in this abusive relationship, even though she would have the opportunity to date an amazing guy. That's where often a lot of guys go like, oh yeah, women, they all want to date like these kind of abusers and assholes. I'm the nice guy. And of course, that's not always the case. It's just for, let's say, very specific women with these, with these let's say, trauma bonds. However, from, from an outsider, it can look absolutely insane. Like to stay there. And again, the same is true when, when we reverse the genders. For example, in my opinion, one of the most prominent examples was Johnny Depp. Why would a man with Amber Heard back then, a man who's a top, let's say, 0.000001% man in the world, who could announce on Instagram, I'm single, and 10,000s of beautiful women who are emotionally healthy would want to date him, why would he stay married? 
to an abusive woman like Amber Heard. And the interesting thing that was in the trial when I watched it was so interesting. The one sentence he said was like, why did you stay? And he said, I guess because my dad stayed. Oh. Because his mom was very emotionally abusive. Because again, from an outside perspective, we cannot understand, let's say for women, for example, how a beautiful, intelligent, wonderful woman can stay with an abusive moron when she could have all the amazing, successful, wonderful, loving, empathetic guys. And in the same way, everyone I talked to was like, come on, it's Johnny Depp. He has millions in the bank. He's a celebrity. Every woman wants him. What is he doing? Same with Will Smith, by the way, but it's another story, <laughs> like which I also believe why he's staying. But where even the richest and most powerful, most successful men and women, most beautiful, stay in these relationships, even though they could have so many better options. I mean, sometimes you might think, yeah, if somebody, let's say, um, has a low-paying job, terribly overweight, and they don't really have these options, they're like, yeah, maybe they stay because they think they don't have any options. But you can't make this argument for a superstar and celebrity. It is trauma bonding. I truly believe that. Especially when they then, let's say, make up these excuses, just like you mentioned, oh, I can deal with it. Johnny Depp probably also thought like, oh, she cut my finger off. I can deal with it, whatever, because of the trauma bonding. Yeah. I think that's really great insight. Support for When Dating Hurts comes from Liquid IV. Hydration doesn't get enough attention. It's not just about people running around a tennis court or doing an hour of Zumba or body pump. Proper functional hydration is an all-day, everyday thing. And to help us stay hydrated, Liquid IV is the category-winning hydration multiplier. Sure, you can use Liquid IV before, during, and after playing pickleball, but you can also use it when you're starting to lose concentration in Zoom meetings or even after a night out with friends. One convenient stick of Liquid IV in 16 ounces of water can hydrate you back to life two times faster than water alone, and you'll be getting essential vitamins plus three times as many electrolytes as leading sports drinks. It's non-GMO and free from gluten, dairy, and soy. My favorite flavor is Golden Cherry. It's one of 12 great-tasting flavors that make hydration pretty exciting. Real people, real flavor, real hydrating. Get 20% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use code WHENDATINGHURTS, all one word, at checkout. That's 20% off anything you order when you shop Better Hydration today using promo code when dating hurts at liquidiv.com. You know, one of the things too I've found from people I've talked with is that, and I think it goes with trauma bonding, is that when there is trauma bonding, there's a lot of drama. You know, there's a lot going on. People's hearts are pounding and you wonder what the next part's going to be. And there's just, there's a lot of energy flying around. What happens is that some people, when they get away from that and they date what they think they're supposed to be dating, you know, and, and it probably in a very general way is a person they should be dating because the person, if there is such a thing, you know, the perfect person to be dating or be married to is somebody that doesn't have all those highs and lows all the time. If somebody's bouncing off the walls and presenting you with big problems and then treating you great, buying you a new iPhone, and then a couple of weeks later hitting you, that's what's going on. So there's a lot of drama. You know, there's a lot of things getting broken and new things getting bought. They start to think that that is normal. 
that that's okay somehow, you know, even though they kind of know it isn't, but they buy into it. Now, if they go and they find a guy who has a steady job and he's got an okay, but not sexy car, but somebody who, who you would do so much better, let's say, if you were married to and had kids and this person's reasonable and knows how to buy insurance and why that's important has, you know, everything's pretty steady. In some ways you can stand back and say, well, that's definitely not as exciting as that other person who is a rubber ball bouncing around in a box in your life. There are people who get caught up and think that, that that's kind of the, like you said earlier, that that's kind of the craziness is, is what they're attracted to. I guess it's kind of dating the bad boy. Why do you date the bad boy? Well, bad boys are exciting. Or the bad girl, like I said, it also goes the other way around, I think. It's true. Um, but I, I also have a theory for that again. again and again, I'm not saying it's 100%, um, let's say, always true. But think about what happens, again, from the age of zero to seven. Let's say zero when you're born, <laughs> let's say until till seven. Yes. Um, when you're in this alpha brainwave state and you're, you, you can't distinguish between fact and fiction. What happens when a child is traumatized? Cortisol level goes up, stress response, mm. and you get addicted to these emotions of stress. It is like it is the reality of love that you know. So what happens now when, when such a woman or man um, is in a relationship with a person who's completely steady, balanced, everything is at peace, everything is good? Something's missing. The cortisol level is not going up. Yes. What when they? What happens when they are with an abusive person? Glasses are flying, TVs get broken, cortisol goes bump, bump, bump through the roof, and the let's say the child self says like, "Oh, just like with mommy and daddy." Okay, now I feel safe. Mm-hmm. This is the paradox that I find so fascinating that I learned also on that spiritual journey was to even though it's the most unsafe environment, people can then feel safe in it. It's the safety they cling on to because it's the safety that they got sometimes used to, or let's say that they got, yeah, that they got used to. It's the way, right way of saying, I think, um, in their childhood, because that's how their parents, quote unquote, made them feel safe. That's the only safety they know, and that that's how I see it a little bit. And again, there can be so many different variations. I mean, I truly also believe that some women they just fall for these guys, and then they figure it out pretty fast. But then they're afraid to leave because the guy says, like, if you leave, I'm going to do X, Y, Z. Yes, there's a lot of that. And I would also love to hear your opinion on a topic that I always address that is really something that sometimes boils my blood. And that's that modern movies and modern, I mean, in this case, also literature, but a lot of it is not doing women any favor. Because there are so many movies out there, no matter if it's Fifty Shades of Grey, 365, or this whole series of After, After We Collide, whatever it's called. And it's always the same pattern. Innocent woman meets narcissist. Then there's all kinds of drama. And then at the end, and here comes the important part, the narcissist changes and lovey-dovey feelings forever. We will be in a happy relationship. And I believe in this case, society is failing women. Well, let's at least say the movie industry and let's say this kind of part of society. Because women are basically, I believe women have this kind of biological urge to want to, let's say, tame the beast, change the guy, as you also said before, like, oh, I can change him. Oh, I can be the one who changes him. Yes. And if they are then combined, let's say, this biological urge with the conditioning of the media, 
of, hey, yeah, actually, it's easy to change him. You see, it's just like in the movie. You can do it. You can you can love him into being a better person. Exactly. Yeah. And that's what I believe is a big, big trap. Like, that's, that's why I always mention this last scene, if I remember correctly, from the 350 Shades of Grey movies, where he's then with a child playing in the in the grass, everything is like good weather and lovey-dovey feelings. And like, this is not reality. If you're dating a narcissist, this will not be your reality. I always make that clear to every woman. This is fiction. It's, in fact, I would say very, very dangerous fiction. It's a Hollywood ending is what it is. And I agree with you about that because any number of people I've spoken with who are domestic violence agency directors or counselors, people who've just done this for decades, I put the question in front of them, what do you think are the chances or the possibilities of having somebody who is a serial abuser and having that person finally have the day where they bottom out and they say, you know what, I don't like what I'm doing. I got to figure out a way to stop this. I need to get help. I need to get counseling. I need to really work on this. I want to be a different person. How many people do you think actually pull that off? And they usually go quiet. And if anything, they'll say, I mean, if you want a percentage, it would be 2 3%. I don't know. They say, I don't know. I mean, they're basically, in effect, saying, I don't think it's possible. I don't think it's possible. Good luck. Because it would take so much work on the part of that person, especially if they are a serial abuser and they've been at this. And a lot of these people, you know, they, they get started in that area when they're in single digits, you know, growing up. They are the schoolyard bully in some cases. And so by the time someone is in their teens, uh, in their 20s, you know, my daughter was 21. The guy she was dating was 28. He's not just another college kid. So that also was bothersome to me. But that wasn't part of my initial reaction. I just had a, had a physical, a chemical vibe about him. I didn't like. Yeah, it's like the gut feeling. Yeah. Yeah, one of the things I really liked that you were talking about was what I call the wet puppy syndrome, which is you're out on the street and you're playing and you see this wet puppy and you pick it up and you see it's kind of dirty and it's kind of wet, but you want to bring it home to mom and dad and can we keep them? Years later, that's the boyfriend or the guy, you know, that he has a lot of problems. And so it's like, wow, you know, if I, if I can turn this guy around, if I can do something, if I'm the fixer upper, as some people call it, you know, then I've, I've done a great thing. You know, I feel good about me. I feel good about what he became. And, and one of the things that you were talking about earlier was how people who are abused oftentimes enable the person who does the damage. You know, they make excuses for that person. Well, you don't really know him. He's not like that all the time. You know, when we're together, it's really special. You know, he has his moments, but he had a rough upbringing. One sentence I heard so many times is like, we also have good days. Yes. You know, you, you don't know him like I know him. And it, and somewhere in their minds, too, they're, they're trying to get back to those early days when they didn't see the, the bad behavior very much, if at all. There's one guy that I interviewed, and this was the story the other way around. In this case, his wife was the serial abuser. He said that he held on to something that he called grade A hopium. Uh-huh. That's, that's a good way of saying it, yeah. He was always looking for the grade A hopium. He kept thinking somehow in all this craziness and all the behavior he had to put up with, he was just hanging on to the hope that somehow she would stop doing those things that made his life and her life so turbulent 
and just be the best parts of herself. And it never happened. In the final scene in that relationship, they did have to get divorced, so there was more. But the, the scene that did it was the one where he came home from work. She got into some big argument with him. He couldn't even understand what she was trying to do. And somewhere in the midst of it, this guy did have some guns, and he had them in the basement, and they were locked in a safe. She said something about, where's the key? Of course, he wasn't going to tell her. So at some point, he's upstairs, and he hears this banging sound, and he comes to realize she must have a hammer downstairs banging away at the safe trying to get it open. And if she could bang that handle off of it, he's going to be a dead guy. And so it's raining buckets outside. It's horrible. It's dark. But he just finally got a jacket and just got outside of the house and hid by some trash cans alongside of the house with his cell phone, calling the police, hoping they'll get there before she gets the gun. That did it. But he was the grade A hopium guy. He's the guy that gave me those words. I mean, one thing I, I also give my coaching clients as an advice is it's always important, especially when we are, and that's something that I think we shouldn't um, neglect or let's say ignore in this discussion, that when you're really in love with somebody, when there was, especially in the beginning, let's say good times in the beginning, and you're really in love and bonded with that person, mm -hmm. then you want to live, you want to hold on to that fantasy. You want to hold on to what has once been. And this is something that I also experienced with coaching clients where, for example, and that, that was actually often the case when I had a coaching client where the relationship was really amazing, really beautiful for sometimes even years. And then started, let's say the guy started drinking. Yes. Or the guy started abusing drugs. Like yes. it was not something, a personality disorder. It was just like a lifestyle choice in this case. I mean, in the beginning it was a choice and then it was no longer a choice. But in these situations, for example, they were often holding on to that past version of their partner that they knew and the fantasy lived on in their mind and that can of course be also extremely hard yes i'm glad you said that yeah i mean i perfectly understand that i mean look support for when dating hurts comes from liquid iv sugar free what do i like most about liquid iv maybe it's how they make everyday hydration easier than ever one convenient stick of liquid IV in 16 ounces of water hydrates you two times faster than water alone. Or maybe it's the new sugar-free flavors like white peach, green grape, and lemon lime. Or it could be liquid IV has three times the electrolytes of the leading sports drink, plus eight vitamins and nutrients for everyday wellness. Liquid IV, sugar-free, has no artificial sweeteners, and zero sugar. So you get a nice sweet taste without the calories or raised glucose levels from sugar. Liquid IV Hydration Multiplier is a non-GMO electrolyte drink mix that utilizes the science of cellular transport technology to deliver water and key nutrients into your body faster and more efficiently than water alone. That way, whether you're playing a sport, doing Zumba, or you're just making your way through another day at work or at home, you stay hydrated more efficiently. And here's a nice offer. Get 20% off when you grab your Liquid IV Hydration Multiplier sugar-free or any variant at liquidiv.com and use this code when dating hurts at checkout. That's 20% off anything you order when you shop Better Hydration today using promo code when dating hurts at liquidiv.com. I can imagine how somebody feels swept off their feet 
And then these other behaviors come along that get in the way. And it's like if they could just get back to that fairy book, romantic beginning, that fairy tale. Exactly. And they, and they hold on to it and they wish it would turn around again. But I would say sometimes in those situations, very often, the best choice you can make for yourself is to, yeah, is to leave. Depending on how tangled up you are in that relationship, that's asking a lot. You know, once you stay along long enough that you're financially bound to that person somehow, maybe you're married, maybe you have children. That's why you hope that the that those red flags that we refer to quite often, you know, the power and control wheel, all those type of things that people would, you hope, pay attention to that. You know, the, the hardest person to get out of one of those relationships is yourself. You know that. The best chances of somebody maybe waking you up would be one of your best friends. If you're in your teens or 20s, chances are you're not running off to your parents and saying, wow, you won't believe what I'm going through with this guy, you know, because it it smacks of an, another instance maybe of telling your parents what a bad choice you made. You don't want to do that. You know, you've been talking about how terrific this person is, and then you have to say, well, okay, well, it's really not quite like that. It's really more like this other thing I'm about to tell you. So they'll share with their friends oftentimes before they share with anybody. So that puts it on a lot of friends or bystanders, people you work with, to also know about the red flags and to also believe that dating violence, domestic violence, and all the abuse can happen to anybody, including yourself. You have to take that leap. The one statistic, the only statistic I ever use, Sebastian, is that one in three women will suffer serious physical harm at the hands of an intimate partner at some point in their lifetime, and that it typically happens between the ages of 16 and 24. Now, I've held to that one thing. That is the only statistic that I ever use, and I haven't seen it fail. Sometimes I'll see somebody, some organization will say one in four. Most of the time I see one in three. Yeah, so, I mean, that's striking. When you think of 33% of women specifically, will have this happen. Sometimes if I'm giving a speech and I look out and sometimes it's just women in the room, it could be several hundred. But I think imagine one third of all the people in this room will go through this. It is it is a crazy statistic and um yeah, it is it is crazy when you think about it. It it really is crazy. I mean yeah. And when you think of it, that's physically go through it. Emotionally is going to be a lot higher. So at some point in your life, it will cross your path. And if it doesn't, God bless you, you got through it, you know, but it'll probably happen to somebody. It'll happen to your sister. It'll happen to your mom if maybe she's out in the world dating again, or maybe it's already happened to her. It'll happen to a lot of people. So it's like face the music that this is out there. It's very prevalent. And the more you know about it and the more you know about how to get help, like going to a domestic violence agency or calling a national hotline, the one I always refer to is the National Domestic Violence Hotline, which is 800-799-SAFE. I'm always telling people to, even if you just want to chat with somebody who knows what they're talking about, give them a call. If you have a friend that's going through something, say, look, why don't we do this? Why don't we call that number, 800-799-SAFE? Why don't we call that number and just talk with them? And if you want to hang up, we'll hang up. You know, we don't have to stay on any length of time. They're not going to send police to the house. You know, they're not going to do anything. They're just going to talk with us because those people are trained 
and very many of the people who answer those hotlines are people who've already been through it or someone in their family's been through it. So they know what they're talking about. And the other thing I tell people is if you get to that point where you want to talk with your parents about it, keep in mind your parents aren't trained in this. They probably will jump to a lot of conclusions that really won't be helpful. Your father might want to go chase the guy down and talk with them and like, what's going on with this? That's not going to be good. Violence could come out at that point. Mom and dad don't know enough. Yeah, one one thing this this is actually something very interesting for me to talk about because um I mean I usually don't share too much about my private life but my girlfriend also experienced physical abuse with her ex-boyfriend and um this was also an interesting it was an interesting interesting time that we met because I was going through my trauma healing journey she was going through her whole journey and then we basically we met in love you could say <laughs> we met in that love energy and then continued to let's say to yeah to heal together you can say which is a beautiful thing But what I just wanted to say also to to the point you mentioned with the parents, what I even experienced is, and this is so, so dangerous, especially for women who are in relationships with narcissists and who are not aware that they are in a relationship with them because of the parent relationship. I've experienced it with coaching clients where they ended the relationship with that abuser, with the narcissist, and they then talked about this with the parents or specifically with one parent part, the narcissistic part, who then blamed her for messing up the relationship. Oh, that's nice. So that can also be quite difficult. So that's why I always say your family can be a social support mechanism, but be careful. Be very careful who you talk about this with. Even though when you then do it, then sometimes it can open your eyes, of course, just like in the case of this client. And yes. And the thing is too, let's say for a moment you're let's say you're 16 years old and you're interested in or dating some guy and in high school, or maybe you're a little older than that, some guy in college. And let's say you decide, I'm going to mention this to my mom, or I'm going to mention this to my parents, make them aware. Your parents want you out of that relationship right now. You can't untell them. Once you told them, it's going to be the only thing on their mind. They're going to want you out of there today, okay? You probably already know it's not that easy. So I would say before you go to somebody like your parents, you really should talk with somebody who's a professional who knows this subject inside and out. And that's why I always say domestic violence, agency people, counselors, or call the hotline I just mentioned. Because you want to talk with people who have a sense of, of all the facets of what can happen. You know, but mom and dad don't know that. Unless they've been through it themselves, they don't know. They don't know. As much as they love you, Part of that is they want you to be safe and they want that guy to be away. The other thing is that sometimes when people share with their parents, they also wind up at some point talking to the boyfriend saying, well, you know, I, I was talking about our relationship with my mom and she doesn't want me to see you. Well, then what happens is that guy thinking, okay, mom's a real enemy. That's the biggest danger. Exactly. That's what I just wanted to mention, but please continue. Up until this point... I uh, I wanted to be in good with your parents because that would make life easier for me. You know, this is the perpetrator, abuser person thinking this. And now I realize that that mom's working for the other team, so that's not good. Therefore, more isolation, which is a big red flag, isolating, wanting to isolate you from your own parents, wanting to isolate you from your other family members, wanting to isolate you from your friends and things that you used to like to do. Basically, just to have you all to himself. That's the plan. That's the master plan anyway. And exactly the biggest problem with that is that sometimes then the guy, what's the English word for it, badmouth about uh, 
about the um, about the parents and makes them look bad and that can be then of course even more dangerous for the whole situation exactly yeah. yes i mean there's one instance i talk with somebody that once the abuser the guy abuser caught on to the fact that mom and dad didn't like him being around at all at some point he's putting thoughts in in this young woman's head about you know i don't know there's something about your dad i i don't know you know i see the way he looks at other women and i i think there's something up with your dad. You know, there's something about him that's just not right. And this young woman's thinking, well, you know, maybe guys see things in other guys that I don't get. You know, maybe maybe dad is kind of uh, kind of strange. And up until now, it was a wonderful relationship. But now this guy's trying to, he's trying to poison every relationship you have, basically. That's definitely a big, big danger. Yeah, that's yes. why, I mean, I believe if, if the relationship with your parents is very, very strong, and very very good. Then I think it's a good it's a good idea, but to talk with them about it. But if you have the feeling that, yeah, if if the relationship is not that strong, I don't know how to put it any other way. Because if you have the feeling that the relationship is a little bit bad, just a little bit, then be careful. Because if then the boyfriend in this in this scenario, let's say, plays plays this game of manipulation yes of course it's even easier to say oh yeah you know my dad actually uh he was always very strict you know he was always this and that and then of course it's a different story but i think if the relationship between parents and children is very very strong yes then i think the relationship could also withstand this kind of manipulation attempt in that case yes you know it is it's a test you know you can't be sure how it'll go and that's why sometimes going to someone who's objective you know, exactly, who doesn't, yeah. doesn't know you, is not emotionally bound to you, you know, like a counselor would be. I mean, they're pulling for you, but they're, they're not emotionally bound to you. There's not something else besides just what's being talked about. I think that's why that's so good and so strong. You know, it can really be helpful. You know, one thing, by the way, I didn't want to overlook is I found some reviews for your podcast and I just thought I'd read them. That's interesting. I, I think I never had a look at them. Let's see what comes out of that. <laughs> Over this past summer, someone actually contacted me about mine. Okay. Most of it was good, and some <laughs> of it was a little bit of a poke. You can learn from both, right? This one should put a smile on your face, and it's actually less than a month ago that this person uploaded this one. It's just a sentence, and it says, best podcast I've ran into to date. That's a good compliment. That's really good. Here's one for you. It's a little longer, but it should put a smile on your face. Sebastian is intelligent and gives a lot of free, relevant advice to help women. I have listened to and read a lot of advice from both male and female dating coaches, and there's no one quite like Sebastian. I really found his podcast helpful, and I recently completed my first video session with... And then it went on from there. I'm not sure where it went because it just has dot, dot, dot. So sorry about that part. (laughs) It's all good. And the third of the three, signed by the person refers to themselves as the name says, a normal person. A normal person. That's good. Normal person. What does the normal person say about me? Let's see. An amazing podcast. The advice is incredible. It helps to make the good things even better. And even though something... He, some things he says hurt, but they are 100% true and overall help for the best. It's honestly so shocking that his advice and the things he tells us are so accurate and true. I appreciate that. Um, that How does that make you feel? Very, very good. And it 
it um, encourages me to continue. So whoever the normal person is, thank you. A normal person. <laughs> or a normal person. <laughs> exactly. It's pretty cute. So Sebastian, kind of getting here to the end of our conversation, but I did want to ask you to give us some information if people want to somehow see your website or they want to get in touch with you. How can they do that? If somebody wants to find out more about me, the best way to find out more about all of my coaching sessions that I offer, including my eight-week coaching programs, would be to go to gethimkeephim.com slash coaching. And if you're interested in the Get Him Keep Him podcast, which is more focused on single women who want to attract love, then you can find this podcast on iTunes and Spotify and any other podcasting platform. And if you want to find out more about the Get Over Him podcast, then you can simply find this podcast on every platform, iTunes, Spotify. And if you specifically are interested in my eight-week coaching program in which I help women to heal from a breakup, to heal from a divorce, to get over it, and to fall in love with themselves and their lives again, then you can go to gethimkeephim.com slash recovery. And of course, I now have the same question for you, Bill. <laughs> so if somebody wants to get to my website, it's whendatinghurts.com. So that's no surprise. The book is When Dating Hurts, which tells the story of what happened, the tragedy in our family, what happened with my daughter, but it also gives a lot of advice about how to detect a an abusive relationship and what to do if one is detected, how to break free, you know, how to, how to get your freedom back. That's uh, when dating hurts.com. The book, which is also, as I was saying before, it's paperback ebook and audio book. And this podcast is the when dating hurts podcast, which at this point has about 90 episodes or so and, uh, and counting. And <laughs> now it's one more. <laughs> exactly. Thank you for the suggestion and for us to be able to get together. I wanted to mention earlier, you're actually in Romania today. Is that right? At the moment, but I'm flying back to, to Germany in, um, yeah, in one day tomorrow, basically. <laughs> and all the coaching you're doing, I mean, it's coming from such a good place, from a, such a positive place. And you've really lived those things you talk about, as I have, as it turns out. But I think the, you know, the, the advantage people have with what you're doing, what I'm doing, is we have in some cases, unfortunately, lived a lot of the things we talk about. It's not just theoretical. Thank you so much for for coming on my podcast. I'm very happy to come on your podcast, and I don't know how to say goodbye. It was a, it was a wonderful conversation. I really enjoyed it. Like I really, really did. And yeah, I hope that everyone who listened um, on your podcast and my podcast gained some valuable advice from it, and uh, maybe also opened their eyes a little bit more. Yes. Thank you very much. I mean, I know I, I got a whole heck of a lot out of this. I knew I would based upon all the things you do. And I've learned even more about what you do. So I really uh, honored to have you on mine and, and uh, a great honor to be on yours. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. This is the conclusion of my conversation with Sebastian Soul. You can catch up with Sebastian on his Get Him, Keep Him podcast and his Get Over Him podcast. Thank you for listening to the When Dating Hurts podcast. We have been steadily moving up in podcast review rankings based on downloads in the relationships category. That means more and more listeners are getting the kind of advice that can improve lives for victims, survivors, and their families. If you feel we need to hear your story, do not hesitate to email me 
at Bill Mitchell at WhenDatingHurts.com. That's Bill Mitchell at WhenDatingHurts.com.